you could stand for the reading of God's word taken from Exodus 3 and verse 13. Exodus 3 and verse 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And the title of my message is just that. The I am that I am. Amen. If you could bow your hearts and let's pray that God will give me utterance. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. Lord, thank you for sending out the Son. Hallelujah. Thank you for sending us the Son. Hallelujah. That died on Calvary. Hallelujah. That redeemed our soul. Hallelujah. From death in the grave. Lord, we come here today to lift up your name, to praise you, hallelujah, to give you glory. Lord, I know you have accepted our worship. Lord, we ask right now that you send forth your word. Let it find good soil. Hallelujah. Let it edify. Let it bless, Lord Jesus. Use me as a vessel. Lord, we thank you today that you are the I am that I am. Hallelujah. You are the I am that I am. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't consider myself much of a preacher, so I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to teach. Amen, amen. Uh, just to remind everyone, our men's bathroom is being worked upon, so we will be sharing the women, so please have that door locked, and please knock before you enter. Okay, amen. We got the, that business out of the way. Amen. The story of Israel coming out of Egypt kind of starts on this day some thousands of years ago when Moses was out with some sheep. Seems that God calls shepherds a lot, doesn't he? Moses was just minding his business on this hillside and he saw this bush starting like it's, if it should be burnt up and yet it just kept on burning and burning and burning. And he said, I'm going to turn aside to see. I've got to check this out. There's some fire going on, but it, there's no consummation. The, the bush is not being consumed. So you know the story. He came near and then the voice called out from the bush. And started to talk to him and said, I have heard the cry of my people Israel. I believe God has heard your cry. I really do. If you've been crying out, for sure he has heard it. And he wants to tell you something today. You know, Moses didn't really argue with God at first. He said, okay, I, I will do it. I'll go. But which God shall I tell them you are? He said, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he asked, but what is his name? And God gives a really strange answer. He could, doesn't say, you know, one of those names like Baal or Moloch or something. He comes back with a verb. I am that I am. I wonder what Moses thought when he heard that. I am 
that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent you. What a strange sounding uh, answer. But you know, it, it, it started to dawn on me a little bit why God gave that answer when I started to study Hebrew. See, language is what gives us the concept of time. Language is what we use for time. You know, animals can't really say last week. You know, they don't communicate that way. They can't say next week. It's only the power of language allows us to communicate the concept of time. Past, present, and future. So in English, and excuse the little grammar lesson for today. In English, in English, we have past, present, and future tenses. And that's what gives us the concept of time when we're talking and uh, uh, communicating. We say, last week I did this, or next week I'm going to do, and we communicate a concept of time which animals can't do. Animals are pretty much in the present. They know about the now. So in this concept of, of communication, different languages have different ways of communicating time. Uh, you know, in English they say there are 12 different tenses. There's past, present, and future. But within that they have some, some categories. They have four categories. And one of the categories is called the simple. So you can have the simple past, a sentence that's in the simple past. Do I have any English teachers here today? Amen. Grammar, grammar teachers? Okay. So they have the simple past. And they have what's called the continuous past and the perfect past and the perfect continuous. So for each tense of time, there are four subcategories or ways a verb can be communicated to give a more detail. And so in total, in English, there's about 12 different tenses. Now, not all languages are like that. Some languages have a lot more. Greek has um, 15 tenses. But English only has 12. And then there are some languages that they say don't even have any. Chinese, for instance, they say is a tenseless language because, and most of the languages that are tenseless is because they communicate pretty much on pictures, right? You need to learn 10,000 different little pictograms to understand Chinese. Whereas we have one word and we add endings to it to communicate a sense of time. But in certain languages, they have no tenses because it's a pictographic or a graphic language. And we see something interesting when it comes to the Bible. Because I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not giving you a, a grammar lesson. And what we see is that ancient Hebrew, though, only had two tenses. They didn't really communicate a sense of time. They only communicated a sense of action. That is, something was still being done or something was already done. In, in, in the grammar, they call that the perfect and the imperfect tense. So in ancient Hebrew, they only had two tenses. Something, it was communication of an action. Something was in process of being done or something had already been done. That's how they communicated time, by that and the context of what they were talking about. You know, in the, give you an example. In the perfect present, I would say, I have studied my Bible. Have you studied your Bible? Amen. So you can say in the perfect present, I have studied. Amen. Uh, in, in the perfect future, it will be, I will have studied. 
In English, that's how we would talk. We would say in the perfect future. In biblical Greek, as I said, they have so many senses. And if you ever got a, a Greek interlinear, you'd see them talk about some things we, we haven't heard about, like the aorist or the perfect future or the future perfect. They have five different tenses. Greek can communicate very precisely exactly what they're saying. But as I said, when we come to ancient Hebrew, we find that, that they didn't really communicate time. They more communicated action. Something was already done or it was in process of being done. We find that the voice that God gave it from the bush was communicating something special. You wonder why he said, I am that I am. You understand that in ancient Hebrew, that is what's known as in the imperfect present tense. He was communicating a couple things to, to Moses that was very subtle but very deep. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 6, sorry, Exodus chapter 6 and verse 3, we see that the name that God had been known by was not this I am that I am. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob. By them, I was, my name was God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, what we call the I am that I am, was I not known. He had not revealed uh, that sense and attribute of his person, of his deity, it says to Abraham. He was doing something special with Moses from the bush. He was giving him a revelation. He says, by my name, Jehovah, or what we call it, the four Hebrew letters, the tetragrammaton, he was not known. I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob, and by them the name of God Almighty, El Elyon, El Shaddai. That's how they knew him. But they didn't know him in the sense of the present I am, that I am. This was something new that Moses was getting revelation. He was getting something new that God was trying to reveal something in communicating his name in this thing. You know, in modern Hebrews, they do have more than just the two tenses. The I am who that I am is actually the, the most accurate translation. The I am who I am. God was trying to tell something to us today because we find that he doesn't stop saying that. Even in the New Testament, he still comes and tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, he is a very present help in time of trouble. Our trouble is that a lot of times we're thinking too much about the past. That's me. And, and what could I have done? Well, there's nothing you could have done now. It's gone. And yet we focus on the past. Sometimes we worry about the future. What am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? How is this going to work out? What God is trying to tell you, I am the God of the now. I'm the God of the present. I am here right now. I am who I am. He was trying to convey to Moses something about the presentness of God. See, Jesus expressed this in the Old Testament when they came, in the New Testament, when the, the Sadducees came to him and said, you know, they didn't believe in a resurrection. You know what God said to him? Jesus said, God is not the God of the dead. He's not the God so much about what's behind us. In fact, the Bible tells us to put all of that behind us. But he's the God of the present. He's not a dead God. He, Jesus said he's not a dead God. He is the God of the living. He's the God of the I am. He's the God of the very now. Whatever you're going through, it's got to be dealt with now. That's what he was trying to communicate to Moses. I am that I am. I am the very present help. 
in time of trouble. Let's go there. Psalms 46 verse 1 tells us that. It says God is. In Hebrew, that's a present tense. It doesn't say God was. Surely God will be, and that's fine. But he's saying right now, he can be your deliverer. He can be your very present help in time of trouble. I want you to say it with me. God is. Say it again. God is. The Bible tells us that you must believe that God is. And he's what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because he is the God of the I am. That's the first person... Present tense. He could have told him all kinds of things. He did tell him I was the God of, of Abraham and Isaac. But they didn't know me as I'm about to reveal to you, Moses. They knew me as El Shaddai. They knew me as El Elyon. But I'm telling you something new. I am the God of the very here and now. Your deliverance for Israel is now. It's not going to be in the future. We're starting this program today. At this minute, Moses, you're, you're on my clock. God is a very present help in trouble. And because of that, verse 2 says, therefore, come on, let's say it together. We're going to have some interaction today. Therefore, therefore, will not we fear? Why? Because God is a very present help in time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though you're going through some storms, though there's a hurricane coming, though there's an earthquake coming, he's still a very present help. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, my God is a very present help. He's right now here, right here. Yes, he's God of the future. In fact, he's God of everything. He says, was, is, and shall be. But what he wanted to reveal to Moses was something new. Abraham didn't know him in that way. He knew he was the mighty God. He knew he was God most high. But now he's knowing that he's a very present help. I'm sure all of us right now, we have some very present needs. You all gone silent. You have no needs? I've got some very present needs. I've got some issues for today. I've got some things I need God to work on right now. Right now. Another scripture says, the, it goes on to say in verse 7 of, of Psalms, it says, the Lord of hosts is with us. In, in uh, uh, Isaiah it says, his name shall be called Emmanuel because he will be God. Amen. Amen. You understand he was trying to reveal a new relationship. That he is an ever-present God. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. He wants to reveal himself as the I am to us. See, I have a problem because this, this, this message came to me. This message came to me. I don't know why. It's always on a Thursday night when we're here praying. I said, we should talk to God. I said, listen to God to speak to you. And I was hoping for some really deep um, stuff. He did give me two things. The first thing was, the only thing I heard was, I am. I am. I said, okay, God, I understand. I think I get it. And he told, told, told me something else. We'll have to wait for that. But he told me, I am. I am a very present help in time of trouble. You see, Moses was to tell them, the I am. <laughs> I wonder what he thought about that. 
But when we understand that, that it really was telling that there was a work about to happen. Remember, Hebrew only has, in ancient Hebrew only has two tenses. Something is being done or something has been done. You understand, we're in the something being done. God is doing something right now. Even though you don't realize it, he's in the I am mode. Tell them the I am hath sent you. They may have thought that a bit strange, but they would have, I think, understood it meant something was about to happen. So God is trying to tell us, stop worrying about the past. You cannot do that. You can't make your hair go back white where it's, or, or grow it where it's missing. <laughs> you can't do that. And we actually can't control the future either. So we have to put our trust in the I am. I am a very present help. Stop worrying about the future. Know the I am. That's what he was telling Moses. The, the, the thought is, is it something that's going on right, right now? Yes, it is. As I always quote, he told Abraham in the present tense, walk before me. Present tense. You start walking. God is the God of the declaring. He's going to declare you perfect. In, in Philippians 4, uh, 11, we see this, Paul understood this concept of the present situation. He says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state, whatever state, let me say it again, whatever state you're in right now, therewith to be content. I was talking to someone on the phone last night, and they said to me, you, you, you're just so relaxed about certain things. I, I think that's what they were trying to say. And I said, you know what? I've learned to trust God, that God has got this. If at this stage I wasn't going to trust him, I'd be a terrible person. If I start to tell you the miracle after miracle after doors opening that God has done throughout my life, the times when he's rescued me, the times when he's been the ever-present help, the times when I should be dead. The car accidents I had with the car was, the front of the car was smashed. When, when Chris came and see, they all kind of looked in amazement that I was walking around. Because he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. See, but we get fearful. We, we remember the story of the storm on the Sea of Galilee. And where was Jesus? He was in the boat. It was like they didn't know he was in the boat. You know, many times he's in our boat, but we don't really even realize it. We, we start to panic and we look at the storm and we're getting all, all upset. Do you really think he would have let them die? You know, no. Because he said in John, he said, I have lost none of them. And no one, let's say it together, no one. No. Satan can't do it. The government can't do it. Your aunt so-and-so can't do it. No one. No one can pluck you out of his hand. No one. My life is hid in Christ. Your life is hid in Christ. Because you are serving the God of the I am. We're a work in progress. And I believe that's why he said it in, in the Hebrew, ancient Hebrew. It would be in the imperfect present tense. Because it signifies something that's being fixed. Something that's being worked on. God is doing something. I am not yet what I should be. But you know what? He declares me perfect. Because God is a present God. God wants you to know that he's a present God. Jesus continued this theme 
Seven times, actually it's more than seven times, but they, they call it the seven I am statements. In John chapter 6 and verse 35. Listen, I want to tell you, if you're in physical need today, if you're in spiritual need, he is your I am. I am the bread of life. If you, if you have a financial need, you need to understand he is your I am because he declares, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. God amazes me all the time. Every time I think, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> Every time I think we're in trouble, I don't want to uh, compare it to magic, but that's what it seems. He does a miracle. He, he, he does something just so amazing. And all I can do is just sit there and go, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> because the God that I serve is the ever-present God. Amen. He is, he is certainly the God of my past. And he is more certainly the God of my future. But more than that, he is right now the I am. If you have a physical need, if you have a spiritual need, here is the I am for you. He says, I am the bread of life. If you were to just meditate on that and declare it with him, you are the bread of life. I will not fear. I will not lack. I will not need. I will not be sick. Now, if you're going through a dark time, if you're depressed, he's got an I am for you. It's John 8, 12. Then Jesus spake again and said, I am the light. If you're going through some dark places, there is an I am that he spoke just for you. And it's not in the future, it's now. He says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me, just find him. Start following the light and you'll come out of that darkness. You'll come out of that depression. You'll come out of that dark place. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. The only time you can really be happy is once you understand Jesus is your light. The Bible says there is no variableness in that light. It's not flickering. It's bright. You just have to look out for it. You just have to look up. Reason why we can't see it, we're looking down. And we're just, you know, the, the, the attitude of someone who's depressed is that they're looking down. They're down all the time. He's saying, look up, because I am that I am. I am your light in your darkness. The other time he says this. If you are going through something that is troubling you, that you need delivering from, he's that too. Jesus in John eleven twelve twenty five 25 said, I am the resurrection. You may have a dead issue. You may have a hopeless situation, but he can be the resurrection. You know, when he went to, to, to the home of Martha and, and, and Mary, she, she came, Martha said, listen, if only you had been here. A lot of times that's our attitude, Lord, it looks too late. It, it, it's gone past now. They buried him. It's, it's a hopeless situation. You know why I'm smiling? Because I'm thinking of some God did for me. I've told you, I'm, I, 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 I had messed up on, in college and... I had failed some exam for the second time. That was supposed to be it. There was supposed to be no hope. That was it. But God is my I am. I told you what they did. This college put on a whole exam just for me. <laughs> I was the only one in there. They put on a whole third time just for me. Just for me. And then God did a miracle and helped me pass it. I know what I'm talking about. 
because he is my I am. He is my deliverer. You see, you may have a dead situation. He's got an I am present just for that. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. They had a, a, their brother who was dead three days. Martha said, if you had been here, that's what we tell God. Lord, it seems too late. Pastor, if you, if you had seen what had happened. But she did go on to say one more thing. But I know. See, this is crucial. You have to believe that he is your resurrection. And he is the life. He says, do you believe? I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Though we were dead in trespasses and sins, yet shall we live. That's, that's a miracle right there that any one of us can be saved. That's a miracle right there. See, I'm not going to go through all seven. But I just wanted to let you know that there is an I am that I am for your situation. Amen. There is an I am that I am for your situation. You see, we see that very rarely did Jesus in the New Testament uh, um, call his own name. If you think about it, he, he used that first person. He said, I am. In John chapter 18, verse 3, we see Judas and his band come to arrest Jesus in the garden. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh hither with lanterns and torches and weapons. And therefore, Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto him, them, Whom seek ye? It's a good question. Who are you seeking today? Is it the I am? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, now look at what he says. I am he. He, even in that situation, he was the I am. You know why? Because they had come not just to arrest him. They had come to arrest all of them. They sent a, a huge squad of about 600 soldiers. It wasn't just Jesus they were going to arrest. And I've taught about this before. But because he is the I am, he told them, leave them alone. In fact, when he said I am, they had to fall backwards. When the I am comes into your situation, Satan's going to have to fall backwards. Every time he said it, they fell backwards. Read it. <laughs> Every time they said it, they fell backwards. When asked again, whom seek? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth, I have told you that I am he. If therefore he seek me, let these go their way. And they just nodded mutely. Okay, we have to let them go. The I am said so. <laughs> the I am said so. In John 14, 6, he says, Before Abraham was, I am. I'm telling you, stop focusing, and this is to me now, stop focusing on the future and worrying about stuff you can't do anything. God was telling me, I am an ever-present help. I am a present help. In fact, in Hebrew, there is a title that we call, we call him Jehovah Shammah. You know what that means? The Lord is here. The Lord is here. In Ezekiel 48, 35, it says, in describing the new Jerusalem, Ezekiel in his vision says it was round about 18,000 measures. Ezekiel 48, verse 35. And the name of the city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. He's an ever-present God. 
Jehovah Shammah. If you could stand with me. He is not the God of the dead. We don't serve a dead God. We're not, we're not worshiping Confucius. <laughs> we're not worshiping some of the other religions because their, their bodies in their tombs. Their God is dead and buried and you can find them. But we're serving the ever-living God. See, we know him as El Shaddai. We know him as God Most High El Elyon. But I want you to know him as the I am that I am. Whatever need you have, he's got seven I am's where he said, listen, I am that need. Whatever is your issue, he can be present in your life. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. About seven years ago, again, it was on a Thursday night. I think I w- we were praying here and I got what I think was a vision. And I, I saw what looked like snow. I described it falling from the ceiling. But when I looked at it carefully, it wasn't snow. It was like snow, but it was gold. It was like flakes. And it just came to me. The glory of God. The presence of the Lord. And a few Sundays after that, I think it was either 2016 or 2017, we were filming. And in that service, uh, we couldn't see it. But when we looked on the film, all these, there was these flakes. I'm going to have to find that film and show you guys. I think I did show some of you. But what was strange was they were coming down. But they were also going up. So it wasn't something just falling. Because the Lord is present. That's what I want you to know today. Jehovah Shammah. He's the ever-present God. He's got an I am for whatever situation you're going through right now. He's not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. The I am, who I am. So all you have to do is pick one of those seven and claim it. If Satan's after you, he said, listen, I've lost none of them. Whom seek ye? I am. Satan and his troop had to fall backwards. When you're in the I am and the I am is in you, to paraphrase Jesus, he said, you can ask whatsoever you will and it shall be done. Because I go to the Father. I'm closing this service, but I want you to know that God is your I am, an ever-present help in time of trouble. Now, most of you have heard maybe hundreds of messages, all kinds of great messages, and sometimes we say it's good, but we don't really eat it. I want you to really think about this. I want you to eat it. I want you to meditate upon it. I want you to find an I am for your situation. Because he told them, Sadducees, I'm not the God of the dead. He is in your boat. Even though there's a storm, even though there's water coming on board, he is in your boat. Because knowing not that you are the temple of the living God. Solomon asked the question, can, can God actually live in a, anything built with hands? The answer truly is no. But he is building us. He is building this temple. It's his temple. And we just have to understand that he still is in the boat. We're going to close this service. I invite whoever would like to pray, amen, to come down to the front.
I'm not actually going to lay hands on you because you're going to pray. <laughs> you're going to pray for yourself. I can pray for you and I will pray for you, but I also want you to pray for the I am to be present in your life right now. Because he is the ever-present God. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you right now, Father, that we know that you are in this service. You are Jehovah Shammah. This is your place. We are your people. Our bodies are your temple. Lord, I pray right now, Jesus, Lord God, whatever situation, whatever need there is in the voice of those who are listening, in the ears of those who are listening, Lord, that they will claim the I am. Father, we come to you today in humility, Lord God. Lord, our righteousness is as filthy rags. But Lord, we declare that we believe and that we trust in you and that you are our I am, that I am. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord. We lift up your name, Lord God. We give you praise and we thank you for being the one who is our deliverer, the I am who is the bread of life, the I am that is the resurrection, the I am that is the true vine. Hallelujah. The I am that is the one that will save us. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord God, because you have spoken to us today. Lord, we lift up your name. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise and the glory. Come on, church, let's just praise God now. Let's lift up.